Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, we're back at it for another week, Andrew. It's hard to believe. It's the middle of March, and we're not playing uh, Nationals. We're instead talking on the podcast. Here we are for another wonderful week of podcasting. Oh, boy. Oh, happy day. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to this edition of the WCHL Podcast. My name is Christopher Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. That voice on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, the general manager of the University of Oklahoma Ice Hockey Club, the ice master extraordinaire of the Blazers Ice Center, and the head pom-pom cheerleader there for the University of Oklahoma Hockey, (laughs) Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. There you go, Andrew. Once again, we're in the middle of this pandemic season, and it's a season dedicated to Missouri State, apparently. We, we are all Missouri State fans here. Almost State all the time. So, uh, because all the other nine teams are not playing and they're not going to play. Yeah, safe to, safe to say we can make that assumption now, right? Well, that's right. That's right. We're taping this uh, on uh, on the evening of St. Patrick's Day. Andrew, I got to ask, are you wearing green? Ha! I am. No, come on. My, my daughter ran up when I got home from work and uh, pinched me because <laughs> she... She didn't see any green on me. Yeah, and uh, I quickly, uh, quickly removed my hat and showed her the green bill of my hat on the underneath side. Oh God! So I got to pinch her right back. <laughs> well, very good. Good for you. How about that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a little green uh, undershirt and a little green uh, uh, boxer shorts, and we're 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 just doing just fine. So I, I was worried when you said little green. I was wondering. I was worried where you're going with that. <laughs> no, nothing on me. No, trust me, nothing on me is little. Okay, <laughs> if, if you've seen me, nothing on me. Big belly, big butt, big face, big mouth, <laughs> big head. So, no, no, yeah. I'm sorry. That was just a little euphemism. So, <laughs> I get every St. Patrick's Day, my family gives me a hard time because one day, one year, we were traveling. And I forget where we were. I think we were like at a dance competition in Tulsa. We, I know it was in Tulsa, but I think we were out there for a dance competition. And we're coming home, and it's the uh, uh, you'll you, I'll, I'll say this, and you'll know it. And for the folks that travel I forty four, they'll know it. But it, I think it's the exit. It's the quick trip at exit two twenty two. Um, there on the east side of the road, just as you uh, are coming into Tulsa, if you're coming from Oklahoma yep. City, just as you're leaving Tulsa. Yep, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, the bus would always stop there. We'd pick people up. We'd drop people off. I mean, it's it's uh, it's got great bathrooms. I mean, it was a great little one-stop shop. I think there's a Wendy's, like a Wendy's and McDonald's, and there's all sorts of restaurants. So for yeah, a ten Arby's. minute, yeah. yeah, ten minute pit stop, kids can do whatever they needed. You know, yep. it's it's a one-stop shop. Yeah, you know, tell them, hey, the bus is leaving in ten minutes, and man, they're all those cats are going anywhere. Anyways, I was in there with my wife and uh, my family. Um, my, my son and my daughter, and this is when they were very younger and we saw it's St. Patrick's day and I saw two kids 
um, two boys that were, you know, I was getting a white Mountain Dew or something. And uh, uh, I said, hey, where's your green? And I was getting ready to the pinch him. I said, well, well, no, we got green. And I'm like, what? I can't, you're not wearing any green. I said, what, do you get <laughs> green on your underwear or something? <laughs> and, oh, my God, you would have thought that I had propositioned these guys to come into my van. <laughs> um, and not from them. I mean, they didn't know any better. They just thought it was a creepy old man giving them a hard time. <laughs> but my, my wife and my two kids... Well, have to this day they never let me forget it. They're like, you're lucky that the uh, sex crimes, you know, unit just didn't come wheeling up on you for proposition in those two little boys. And I was like, I was giving them a hard time because they weren't wearing any green. I wouldn't ask yeah. them to whip anything out or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see their underwear. Yeah, come on. It was just I couldn't. Nobody could. I mean, they said they were wearing green, but it was hidden. Where else would it be? There's uh, there's lots of stories for that uh, little quick trip there. I remember uh, one time we were up in Tulsa doing something and uh, coming back and we had to stop at that quick trip. Uh, my wife and daughter and I to ride out a uh, tornado storm that was rolling through Tulsa. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, if you're from around these parts, anytime you go into a tornado storm, you, uh, you find the nearest gas station to kind of protect your car from the hail and all that. Right. <laughs> we, we get a park under something. Yep. Yep. I, I, you know, quick, quick story. I, I fired into the quick trip real quick and got up underneath the awning and I, I pull up behind this car and I see he's got some weather radars in the back of it. So I jump out and, and then walk up and I'm looking at it to kind of see what the storm's doing and where it's at. And guy walks around the car and he, and I said, Hey sir, how are you tonight? And he just kind of nods. And I said, I asked him, I said, are we, are we safe from the storm? You know, being in the middle of Oklahoma, I expected a, a little twang to come out of his mouth and all that. Oh no. Pure Swedish. Neither guy spoke English. They're both from Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Over here storm chasing. Neither one of them spoke a lick of English. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. That? Multicultural Andrew Majorkurth. Uh, Who knew? Yeah. Multicultural right here. Hey, we've done a pretty good job of not talking about Missouri State at Midland. So yeah, we've, done, uh, we've avoided it pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that uh, I hope that all the Missouri State guys have been uh, wearing their green. Um, and that nobody got to get pinched and, uh, whether it's your green underwear or your green bill of your hat or whatever it is that you're doing. So, uh, we also hope that everybody else is just, uh, being safe and, um, being smart here on St. Patrick's yeah. day. Yeah. Be smart. That's the big thing. You know, here, quick, quick little aside. I said, we need to have something Irish today. It's St. Patrick's day. We need to have something for dinner. Irish, right? Hmm. My wife just looks at me. She goes, what green eggs and ham and i'm like yeah that's irish <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks yeah. honey yeah exactly i was like oh, okay all right yeah, so you I, was, got me. Thanks. I, was, I was thinking <laughs> i was thinking corned beef and cabbage but uh you know Whoa. okay Whoa. anyways hey missouri state uh played their last division one games of the season this past weekend they traveled to fremont nebraska to take on the uh, warriors of midland uh coached by jason cerrone and um it turned out to be uh, quite a little weekend there for uh, for the Missouri State Tigers. It Jeez, did. the it Missouri did. State Tigers, they're going to kill me. It's the Missouri State Ice Bears, Missouri oh. Tigers. Wow. Oh, I feel like that idiot at Maryville that said, uh, <laughs> you know, welcome to the Missouri State Hockey Network. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm such a dope. I'm, I, I feel shame. Uh-uh. But, yeah, great, great little weekend, though, even though uh, we're stumbling through this here. Great little weekend for the Missouri State Ice Bears, and uh, and they certainly did not stumble, did they? Well, I, I guess, you know, a great little weekend in that they came away with two Ws, but let's let's just face facts, right? Midland's not a very good team. 
and they tied. Yeah, Midland's out of the B conference, and I don't. I think their coach would even admit that they're not. They're not very good. Yeah, they're 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 driving the struggle bus this year. That's for sure. They are, and and we can we can talk a little bit about what's going on there. Uh, but Missouri State wins Friday night, three to two in overtime, and uh, then they win on Saturday night. They just put it away five to three. Um, but the three to two game in overtime was uh, was quite the thriller because Midland actually had the uh, they were up two to one late, yep. and Missouri State scores with fourteen point seven seconds left on the clock to tie the game at two, and then they uh, just as I have sat down, I mean I've watched four minutes of five, uh, three on three hockey, and just as I'm uh, you know scratching out the. Uh, uh, the the shootout sheet, my little cheat sheet, my shootout sheet. What happens? But we got uh, that that Jacob Whitehop, I guess yep. is his name, with twenty seconds left in in overtime, just uh, scores a nice little goal and uh, wins the game for Missouri State three to two. So they snuck one out. They, yeah, Mister Mister Josh Belson scored the third goal to tie it up. Uh. With what, fourteen seconds to go in the game, so yep. you know they they yep. waited a little while to to make it exciting. But hey, they uh, they don't ask they don't ask how they just ask how many. Right? Isn't isn't that crazy that you can play a game, you can be trailing for fifty nine minutes and forty six seconds, and, and you can then score and to tie it and then uh, win it later on in overtime, and boom, you're done. How about that? I just, I just, I mean, the the glory of sports is just crazy, um, and it it just goes to show. I mean, that uh, you know, it's a it's the cliche. You know, you play to the whistle blows, and uh, you know they Josh Bell. It wasn't a pretty goal at all. It was one of these garbage. You know, everyone's hacking around the uh, you know, yeah, scrambling, a, and yeah, there's a bunch of bodies in front of the in front of it, and he just poked at the uh, at the puck. And it went into the middle of net. How it went in, who knows? It just went in. Yep. Yeah. So, so you obviously you obviously watched and listened to the games and all that. So yeah, it shows here that both Missouri State goaltenders got into action on Friday night. The uh, Bailey Stevens played majority of the game, fifty-seven minutes, almost fifty-eight. What uh, what happened there? You know, I don't know what happened there. I don't know why they if they pulled the goalie or if they uh, if they put Griffin in afterwards. Um. Uh, you know, after they pulled uh, Stevens to get the, because yeah. because they pulled him with you know, like a minute or so to go, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, the game. So or... I don't, I don't know if once once they tied it up, I don't know if that's when Coach Law, you know, decided to put uh, Griffin in over over Stevens. Um, I guess we can. That's something we can ask. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, kind of kind of wild. I was yeah, kind of wild. Yeah. I was fully expecting, fully, fully, fully expecting it to go. Uh, uh, to to go to a shootout. I mean, I had the little crib sheet out, and you know, I was. Th- in fact, I had even written down the. I had written down the two scores, the two team, the two guys for Midland who I knew were going to score or who were going to shoot. Right. Yeah. Uh, Forty and thirty-seven. Um, it's Andres Blaha and Luke Sanko, and then for Missouri State, I knew it was going to be Sank. Um, I knew it was going to be sixteen Josh Bell, and uh, twenty-four Cooley, and those were those were the two. 
I, I didn't know who the who the, who the other third shooters were going to be, and I was just guessing. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but, Coach Law, Coach uh, Cerrone, you're probably listening to this, going, "You're not a hockey guy." I was going to go with, uh, yeah, you know, Heiser out, and uh, I was going to put Griffin out there in skates <laughs> right. and let him shoot on a goalie, and then I was right. going to go with this Wythop kid, right? You know, or Louis Che or whoever it is, the number nine. Right. The, yeah. You're- you're not a you're not a hockey guy though, so you wouldn't know. No, what the heck do I know? So, but it was yeah. it was a hey heck of a win, uh, even though it was kind of an uninspiring. I mean, they, you you win, and um, yeah. I don't mean uninspiring. What I, what I mean is Midland's not a good team, and so yeah. you you come in and you want to kill them, and you didn't kill them, so you're yeah, kind you of did. bummed yeah, out you, about that. Yeah, you got the win, but it wasn't as wasn't as flashy as you maybe liked, right? Yeah. Now the next night they got the win, right? And it was flashy, and yep. the game was socked away early. Yep, three two after the second, and then uh, it was five four, to two. two. Yeah, yeah then went five two, and then they scored late. They scored like with less than a minute to go in the game to make it five three, make it look semi respectable. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so and, he's. So we got a little bit of all three goaltenders from Missouri State this weekend. Matthew yeah. Griffin comes in on Saturday. And uh, gets the win, so that'd be kind of tough, don't you think, to try to rotate? It's it's one thing to have a one and a one a, but it's yeah, you've got three goaltenders. It's tough to keep three goaltenders happy when you're playing two games yes. in a weekend. Yes, that uh, that would be a tough tough task, right? Yeah, hey, power to uh, power power to Coach Law and to Coach Cook and the rest of the yep. Missouri yep. State crew for finding a way to keep them happy. Yep, but you know we go uh, we're gonna go back to our old adage here the. Uh, you know, we said Josh Bell scored late in the third on Friday night to uh, tie the game up and send it to overtime, and he ended up having two goals um, on the evening for Missouri State Friday night, and then he comes back on Saturday and he has another two. Yeah. So yeah. you know, last what was it last weekend? He was he was kind of missing a little bit from the score sheet. Yep. Up at and Maryville. They, and, yep. And they didn't and they didn't fare very well. And uh, here this weekend he has multi-goal games on Friday and Saturday and uh look what happened they had they had two big wins so well there you go if you're the opposing coach what I'm if I'm the opposing coach what I'm hearing from your uh keen analysis Andrew is if I shut down Josh Bell I shut down Missouri State well there's no there's no coaches listening to this stuff though so we're, <laughs> we're, we're safe in making that, that assessment we're safe <laughs> Uh, all right, very good. Hey, yeah. Andrew, there were some other games. Uh, well, let, let's any anything more on Missouri State and Midland? No, I think uh, I think we pretty much beat that horse up. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I, let's just throw say some. What do you normally say? Thoughts and prayers, whatever. Best wishes. Get well. Coach Jason Cerrone is. Uh, yes. He's he's having some. He's he was not on the bench for either game. Um, he's having some issues and. Um, it's not my story to tell. It's his, uh, but uh, he's he's home and he's trying to be as well as he can be. So uh, he and I have talked most every day, and we text. If we don't talk, we text, and uh, I just hope he's doing well. So yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the good guys around. He is and, uh, he is a good guy. Yeah, yeah, good thoughts and and stuff to him. Hopefully, he can. Uh, Hopefully you can uh, get on the uphill side of this thing and uh, get back behind the bench on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Lord knows he wants to give me grief. He likes to, he likes oh, to, yeah. we he likes to call and we just uh, shoot the baloney and he's got lots of ideas. So I well, always enjoy why, talking. That's why, to him. 
Well, that's why him and I hit it off so well last uh, the season before last. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I think as I walked up, he was giving you the business about something. So <laughs> I was like, this is my kind of people right here. He's a great guy. He's and a I great joined guy. right in. Hey, uh, Andrew, let's talk about some other scores from around the ACHA because I know there was one series you were keenly interested in. Um, uh, was there anything other than Missouri State this weekend? Oh, uh, well, you know, McKendry went up to Iowa State. They, this is a makeup weekend. Uh, they were supposed to go up in February, but uh, COVID uh, issues uh, prevented McKendry from heading up there. So uh, they were able to find an Iowa, uh, a weekend with Iowa State to uh, make it up. Yeah, they, they probably should have uh, not made that trip. <laughs> yeah, they probably should have just stayed home because uh, it was ugly. It was 9-1 to one, Iowa State on Friday, and then it was 6-3 uh, to three three, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, Iowa State, let's see here. Well, Wolf, Friday night, Iowa State outshot them 42-17. Yeah. Went 2-for-5 on the power play, and on Saturday, they outshot them 49-24, and Iowa State went 2-for-2 two two on the power play, so... McKendry probably should have uh, avoided that train. You know, props to McKendry for getting out there. Again, they play in the yeah. B Conference. Props to them for getting outside of the B Conference and playing somebody else. But um, I think what it does, it, it just shows that if you want to really get better, you can, you, can, you can get well and you can dominate in your bubble. And re- let's remember McKendry, I know they're not the same team as last year, but la- they are the defending MCH regular season and playoff champion. Uh, from last year and uh, but for whatever reason they they choose to play a very limited schedule 26 20 to 28 games in a regular season and they tend not to venture too far outside of their conference if at all yeah, I think they might have played Missouri State last year and that might have been it yeah I, you know, I think that's the I think that's the fun part of putting these schedules together right is is you know you, you'll you'll see the same old f- people time in and time again, right? But yeah. getting out there and, and getting outside your bubble and and going and playing some different teams and you know I'm a I'm a very big proponent of playing different outside your conference, playing out different teams every season, right? Go go mix it up, go go see everybody, you know. Yep. Don't don't just get the same old same old conference schedule and then go get the same non-con schedule. Mix it mix it up. Well, that's so. that's why I was glad to see McKendry go go to Iowa State uh, yeah. to uh, you know it's a good measuring stick, if you will, and they got measured. So uh, yes, wow. they did ugly, ugly, ugly. But oh, now they know what they're dealing with. They know the difference yeah. between number seventeen and number five, or whatever McKendry was. So uh, Minot and Jamestown played their sixty uh, eighth game of the season um, oh, against one yes. another. Yep, and uh, Minot State came out on top of, on this one. It was at Jamestown, and Minot State beat the uh, Jimmies 3-1. to one. So I think unofficially that means that Minot State has won 34 games and Jamestown has won 34 games. Yep. What a series. I mean, they must play, they play like twice twice a week, I think, up there. Oh, that's, can, that has got to get monotonous. Can you imagine? Oh, it'd be like OU and UCO playing twice a week oh like, or arizona arizona state i mean there's yeah. always there's there's a good there's a good there's something good to a rivalry to see somebody enough but then after a yes. while when you see them it way gets, too much you're like yeah, oh like you're just beating a dead horse yeah i mean it's you know six games is really pushing it six games against a rival is really pushing it but it's probably good because you 
you generate that familiarity, right? Yeah, and if you get it, you maybe know, eight. Beginning, maybe eight. I'm, you know, with it, with rivals like what Arizona, Arizona State, us and UCO, Colorado, Colorado State. You know, I'm six games. Then you can do two at the beginning, two in the middle, right before Christmas, and then two late in the season. Yeah, and it keeps it spaced out enough where it keeps your fan bases interest peaked but yet it it's close enough together that you can you can build momentum off of each series throughout the season right yeah yeah and, and you're not uh and you're not just inundating people with seeing the same old sixes and sevens all the time yes yes Oof. totally totally but hey why not jamestown that's all they got up there in north dakota so uh power to yeah. them Yep. All right, and then there's the one series, Andrew, that you might have been interested in. It was uh, number the eight, Kinesi- Ohio. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Kinesius game. Kinesius Mercyhurst. <laughs> well, I thought that's where you're going with this. Yeah, Kinesius and Mercyhurst played a home and home, and they split. The uh, yeah. the home team won each night. Yeah, I wish I had the sad. You know, I do have the sad trauma on here. It, had you had you told me, <laughs> I could have got it for you. Um, right, well, well, hey, I gotta go. I got uh, things to do around the house here, so we'll oh, you. Uh, I'm just uh oh, <laughs> just messing with you. Uh oh, Ohio hosted number one Lindenwood, and this time last week we were laughing and snickering and saying, "What is going on with Ohio? They got they've won one game all season long, the, and then they scheduled a, a game with Robert Morris of Pennsylvania." Uh, a game is uh, that's supposed to be a laydown game that they're supposed to easily win, and they got Lots smoked out. six to two. Yep. And so we were just having a good old time, laughing and uh, you know kicking the dead horse, beating the corpse, and all that jazz. And then, uh, boy, along comes Lindenwood, number one, and what the heck happens on Friday night? Number eight, Ohio stuns Lindenwood three to nothing. Yep. Shuts out number one, gives them their first loss of the season. First loss of the season, and they, uh, you know, it's how crazy is this? They, it was a zero-zero game up to the thirteen-minute uh, mark of the third period, so they scored three goals in seven minutes to win that thing three nothing. Wow, wow! How about that's that's just that's just crazy. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's we angered the hockey gods, is what happened, Andrew. Well, we were dancing. Know, we, kinda, we were dancing on Ohio's grave, and the hockey god said, "Not so fast." Yeah. Well, you know, I think we called it. I think we called somebody. One of us called the uh, split on the weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on. We're gonna yeah. get there. We're you, gonna. We're gonna you, get there, amigo. You you roll you roll into town undefeated, and you and you're playing a team that's lost a bajillion games in a row. Pretty easy to skip over that one on the schedule, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I was expecting like eleven to one, eleven nothing. I was just expecting domination, carnage. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fighting zombos are in town. You know, and it's one of those deals where you know the women start running away and they start yeah. eating all your food and they take your yeah. keys to your car and they start living in your house. You know, the fighting <laughs> totally. zombos are here. Um, and no, here, Ohio, you know, uh, stood tall and good for them. They did. They did. They... Now, it, you know, good for them, not good for the rest of the ACHA, I'll tell you. And we'll talk about that later, but, uh, oh, yeah. holy smoke. So Ohio snaps their, uh, bajillion game losing streak by, uh, beating number one, Lindenwood three to nothing. Of course, 
to Ohio's credit, they started up a losing streak the very next night because they lost to Lindenwood two to one. Yeah, uh, they'll put another uh, they'll put another nice ten eleven game losing streak together probably. <laughs> no, I hope I, I I don't think so. I don't. Think, in fact, I know not because they ended up playing uh, yesterday uh, against Mercyhurst and they beat Mercyhurst eleven to nothing, which is what they're supposed yeah. to do to uh, what Lindenwood was supposed to do to them. Yep, totally. So, uh, so yeah, let's get to it, Andrew, because we did play Factor Fiction last week, and yep. um, let's see how you did. I was going to take a swig out of my nice bold ginger ale, but I don't want to spill it all over me. <laughs> so, here we go. Um, our first one, uh, let's see how Andrew did. Um, our first thing said Missouri State would sweep Midland, and you said that would be a fiction, that it would be a split. So, that's a I big that X. One. And then we had a little side bet that number 40 for Midland would, uh, the over-under would be 10 penalty minutes. And after getting burned the first two weeks, because you took the over the first two weeks and the poor kid yeah. was behaving himself, yep. you took the under, which was a winner because you only had four penalty minutes on the weekend. See there? So that's a win for me. That's a win. However, however, it's coupled with a loss. It's, it's, it's uh, offset. Because you also said, in addition to him being uh, under on penalty minutes, he'd score a hat trick. Yeah, and I, don't think he, I don't think he did anything all weekend. No, no. He was too busy trying to worry about uh, paying you off by taking the under. So he was worried about being a good boy. I'm convinced the kid listens to the podcast. Well, I know, I know his coach does. So, <laughs> um, In fact, I've been, I've been told that, hey, you tell me what Andrew's taking and I'll make sure it happens. <laughs> oh, I, uh, totally, totally. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so, there, so, so far that's one win and two losses for Andrew. Uh, the next one is Ohio splits with Lindenwood, and you said that would be a oh. fact. And, Andrew, that was a fact. You know, that might. Yeah, it is. I think we're going to give that a double win. That's that's the call of the of the season right there. Oh come on! You just you two minutes oh. ago you said it was an easy lay down, and now you're wanting to call oh. it the call of the season. That's the call of the season. Figure They've it been out. On a bajillion game losing streak, and to call the split right off the bat. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even bat an eye last week when I called that split. Yep. If you remember right. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, Lindenwood fires back on Saturday. Nice little two to one win. So hey. There you go. What All right. I, so a double a double win there for for Andrew for uh, being the Nostra dumbass. And uh <laughs> there you go. So you're up 3 to 2. Um McKendry, the next one is McKendry would split at Iowa State. You said that's fiction and once again that's a winner for Andrew. So mm-hmm. 4 to 2. 4 to 2. Uh, the uh, next one was that there would be an ACHA game in Michigan that would be canceled this weekend, ACHA Division 1 game. And that was a you said fiction and that's another winner. So look at you. You're going to be on the plus side of this one because the very last one, Andrew, was that you were going to watch the Grammys on Sunday night. Not a chance. Come on. You didn't watch Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion do their live version of WAP? I I have no clue what you're talking about right now. You didn't watch Harry Styles sing Watermelon Sugar live with no shirt on? I don't know who Harry Styles is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that, that tells you how in tune I am. Yeah, okay. All right. So here we go. One, that's one, two, three with a double. Four, five, six, six to two. Andrew six smokes two. last I week. Have, you were on fire. I think I have won like, uh, I think I've been on the winning side of this thing for like three or four weeks in a row here. Well, that's okay. Keep believing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, congratulations on a, uh, on a, on a well-earned victory. That was uh, well done. Well done. I've got a 
I've got a theme for Factor Fiction coming up whenever we do our, our Factor Fiction tonight for you, so we'll see if you can figure it out. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry that you didn't watch the Grammys because they did a really good job, I thought, even though I don't know anybody that played. Actually, I know a couple of people that played, uh, a couple of the acts. But uh, the Grammys, you know, usually they do these terrible, uh, um, gigantic mashups in the arena. It's like, let's have Metallica play with Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. You know, or let's have uh, um, Taylor Swift play with Elton John. You know, they do all these crazy, dumb things, and they didn't do it this time. Um, it was Everything was fairly stripped down. There's a show on the BBC called uh, Later with Jules Holland. Uh, Jules Holland was the keyboard player in a band that I loved uh, for a long time called uh, Squeeze. He was in there. And uh, it's just four bands in a room, and the camera's in the middle, and it swings around. And it's like, okay, band one. And then once band one is done, they go to band two. And uh, it was that's what the Grammys did. And it was I thought it was a pretty good little concept. I enjoyed it, except for, you know, they had some of the, they had some of the, they had, they had some rappers and you know, Dub Baby and Little Baby and, some other oh, stuff yeah. where, you know, they wanted to do yeah. some social commentary, but more importantly, big productions. And I didn't get into that, but, you know, there yeah. was some stuff by. I'm, uh, I'm out on that. Yeah. But uh, Marin Morris, she, that girl could sing. Um, uh, Harry Styles, I thought was pretty good. Uh, the Black Pumas, I thought were very, very good. Um, so, hey, it was kind of entertaining. I'm sorry you missed it, Andrew. Oh, I, you know, I was at a wedding shower. Sunday, so you know, I, was, I was preoccupied. Well, hey, let's uh, speaking of showers, let's uh, let's let's we're gonna have to clean off after this one because Andrew, the mm-hmm. rankings came out earlier today. Oh. After the uh, the results of the games that we just talked about, the new Division One rankings came out earlier this morning on St. Patrick's Day, and boy, is one they, team very very lucky on St. Patrick's Day. A leprechaun gave them a four leaf clover for sure. Yeah, boy, did the rankings come out, and did they ever stink? <laughs> what did you tell me before we got before we hit record? You said that uh, uh, you said the commissioner's computer was. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, computer that is responsible for these rankings must have been uh, drunk today or something for <laughs> for what was released. <laughs> too, too much green beer for the rank for the yeah. ACHA computer. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, let's talk about it because number one, we have a new number one. Lindenwood loses, courtesy of Andrew. Thanks, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we have a new number one. And honestly, I thought the new number one was going to be Adrian because Lindenwood and Adrian were neck and neck all season long. And as it turns out, the new number one is Robert Morris University out of Pennsylvania with a stunning uh, win loss record of three wins and zero losses. Oh yeah, how about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> Come on, let it all out. They're they're three and zero. Oh, big whoop. Who have they played? Kinesius, Kinesius, and Ohio. Oh, okay. So Kinesius, Kinesius, and Ohio, owners of the bajillion game losing streak. <laughs> they beat those three teams, and they come in at number one. Adrian sitting here at fourteen and one. Who's Adrian played? Ohio Liberty. Aquinas. Okay. I mean, they've okay. they've they played everybody. They played everybody, right? Liberty six and two. I'm not convinced on Liberty because all they've done is just beat the crap out of Ohio. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not convinced on that one. You know? six, six wins versus Ohio and two two losses to Adrian. Yeah, so I'm not totally not totally convinced on Liberty at number three, but that's that's small potatoes in this rankings here. Yeah. The uh, Robert Morris in at number one at three and zero with playing Ohio and Canisius or whatever Aquinas, whatever it was. <laughs> Good lord! Robert Morris is your new number one. Adrian is number two. Liberty is number three. Lindenwood, the former number one, is now no that one loss drops them all the way to number four. Minot State is number five. Um, Canisius jumps into the rankings at number six. Oh yeah, let's. Yeah, at two and three. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio is in there at uh, number seven. They, they moved up. They moved up a spot. That's right. They're they now moved. two and 12 and uh, or three and yeah. 12 or something. And now they're yeah, two seven. And, two, and, two and 13 and they, and they move up in the rankings again. <laughs> Lawrence Tech is number eight. What's Lawrence Tech's record? Two zero and one, and I don't think those guys have played in weeks. They've been two and zero for like the past ten weeks that we've been talking about this. Indiana Tech is number nine. Iowa State falls from five to ten. Then we have Aquinas at eleven. Jamestown at twelve. Maryville drops from six to thirteen. Missouri State drops from eleven to fourteen. Calvin um, it drops to uh, Calvin is number fifteen. Davenport sixteen. Then the rest of it is McKendry. Midland, Concordia, Ann Arbor, Rochester at 20, Cleary, and Waldorf is number 22. So William Patterson is, has played, Illinois and Roosevelt have played, and some other folks have played, but they haven't played uh, enough games. Apparently the cutoff is three games. Had to have played three games in order to be ranked. And those teams uh, haven't played. They've only played two or, or, or less games in men's Division One. So, so Robert, so let's let's look at it this way, though, Andrew. Robert Morris has played three games, okay? Oh yeah. So each of those games counts for thirty percent or thirty three percent of their ranking. They've won all three of them, and the one of the ones that they that they won was the big Ohio game, and then Ohio follows up that, and they beat them badly, six to two. Yep. Right, it wasn't a close game. It was a or an overtime. It was a regulation thumping by four goals, and then Ohio comes back and beats the previously unbeaten number one Lindenwood, and loses by one goal to Lindenwood. So now yeah. all of a sudden that 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 four goal victory over Ohio looks a lot better for Robert Morris, and it counts for thirty three percent of their ranking as opposed to, let's say, a Lindenwood that's played 20 games in a game, any particular result counts for like 5% of their ranking. Yeah, but let's look more realistically here. Yeah. Like the Adrian, like they've, they're have they 14-1. and one. They have actually gotten out there, and they have dabbled in a lot of teams, right? Yep. We have, let's go, let's go on down to the bottom of the list here at Iowa State at number 10. They're 12-7. They're and seven. Right there, it uh, on the season at this point, four of their seven losses are to the hands of Lindenwood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they're number ten. We have Lawrence Tech sitting here at two zero and one, and we have Kinesius sitting here at two and three. Who have those guys played? They've played nobody. Why are they in there? Well, that's I mean, the the thread is there. If you look, Kinesius has played Robert Morris twice. Robert Morris beat Ohio. Ohio beat Lindenwood. Therefore, it pumps up Kinesius's strength of schedule. I get what you're saying, and I trust yeah. me. I mean, yeah. when when I saw what the 
when, when I saw what the uh, what the ranking looked like, I was like, well, you know, this is going to cause a lot of kerfuffle. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, it's also it's also just math. And that what what this what this does, Andrew, is this shows before, you know, I argued with you that Ohio's high ranking, despite their poor record, shows their that you can schedule your way to uh, to a high ranking, but you can't yeah. go up the ladder unless you win. And you can't go, you know, eventually you're going to plateau. And that's what they yeah. did. They plateaued around the eight spot, even though they lost all their games. Well, they won one, right? They beat number one. And so now they're up to seven. Robert Morris, what Robert Morris, what this result is showing, and the same thing for Kinesius is the disparity of data, of, of the number of data points. Robert Morris only has three. Kinesius only has five games. Everyone yeah. else has 20 or what do you say, Adrian, had 15 games. Yeah, 15 you know, games, Lauren Woods played 14. Yeah, Lawrence Tech is in there with three games, and they're number eight. Yeah. Kinesius, five games, they're number six. Robert Morris, three games, they're number one. If you were to, if this was a regular season, everybody would be having, you know, three or five games, you know, by October. Yes. And yes. we wouldn't have this issue, or, or we would have this issue, it would just be the very first ranking of the season. It wouldn't be the right. second to last ranking of the season. So that's that's the problem here is not so much that yeah, um, it's, Robert it's Morse. Be, yeah, it's just that they started to play so late. Yeah, and it's going to be a funky. I mean, you know, we always say in years past that by the time we get to the end of it, the computer will will fix itself. It'll write itself and and pretty much accurately have all the teams placed where they need to be. Right. Well, we this hope, year, but, but this year probably yeah. not. Yeah, this year probably not. I mean, it's it's going to be a little funky. I would, uh, you know, I think. Pretty much the teams in the top 16 are probably pretty fairly in the top 16. Now, where you're, where they're positioned at, it's probably not real fair. But I think I think all the ones that are deserving to go will will be in there. The ones that aren't, you know, sorry about their luck, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, there's a silver lining to this, and we'll talk about it uh, right after the break here. Um, but there is a silver lining to this, and. Um, but we got to look for it, boy. We got to look for <laughs> it because this yeah. this this definitely shocked a lot of people today. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it did. All right. Hey, hold on really quick. Couple of dangles. Celebrate the biscuit a little. Couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmelt. It doesn't count unless you go Bardowski. Game face is on. It's our first day of senior hockey, bud. Well, first impression's a lasting one, bro. You ready for this, bud? Uh, four check, back check, paycheck, bro. Ding. One, drop your glove. Two, catch the jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? Inglewood Jack. That's the way. Inglewood Jack. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Oh, there's some oldies but goodies there, Andrew. How about yeah, that, huh? That's a blast from the past right there. I'm telling you what. Boy, you found some uh, found, found some nuggets there on the old Wayback Machine. And I'm, said, let's, uh, I'm actually, let's use them. I'm actually catching up on my letter, Kenny, at work. Are you? So. <laughs> at work. Yep. <laughs> See, come on. You're, here you are. You're busting my gut the other day saying, oh, I don't watch TV. I do. I work hard at the Blazers Ice Center. <laughs> and it, you just admitted it right here. I'm watching Letter Kenny while I'm at work. Hey. 
I got to do something while I'm counting all those beans. So <laughs> might, as well have the, might as well have the TV on. I love it. Well, hey, Andrew, we talked about uh, the rankings and the, uh, the fact that there's a little silver lining that comes out of this. And the silver lining is this. You got to look for it, but it's there. Um, with Robert Morris now being number one and Kinesius now being number six, um, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Um, but here, but here we go. Let's dive in, right? Because in previous podcasts, I've made no bones about the fact that there are three conferences out there that are just in the in the ACHA, consistently ranked, you know, uh, at the bottom of the of the all the conferences. And they're the Pittsburgh Conference, the Philly Conference, and the Buffalo Conference. Yeah. Robert Morris plays in the Pittsburgh Conference. They're number one. Kinesius plays in that Buffalo Conference. They're number six, which means they're not going to take up an auto bid space or they're not going to need, they're not going to need their auto bid to take up uh, yeah. a space at the end of the 16, the field of 16. So no longer will they be 15 and 16. Now, right now they're number one and they're number six, yep. which means that there's uh, only that terrible Philadelphia league is, uh, is out there as a potential auto bid um, uh, spot. So, for those people who are numbers 1 through 15, you right now are in the field for nationals, and number 16, Davenport, gets bumped um, because the a winner of the ECHA, um, which is that Philadelphia conference, would take their spot. And right now the only team of the ECHA that's playing is William Patterson, but William Patterson, one, hasn't played any Division One games, and two, can't leave the state of New Jersey. So... Davenport might be getting back in. Davenport might be getting back in. We'll see. We'll see. Unless another team out of the ECHA starts up, there's been rumblings. Now, granted, there's only two weeks left in the season. Yeah, and say we're getting close, week and a half or so, right? A week and a half or so. But for all they got to do, they just got to win. They just got to play one game, right? And so Towson is in a position where they might play a game. George Mason is in a position where they might play a game. I'm told that Navy is in a position where they might play a game. So uh, we're just going to have to uh, cross our fingers and toes and hold our breath and uh, see what happens. Uh, but right now, so the silver lining is instead of having three auto bid spots uh, eat up the last three spaces out of the field of 16, now we only have one. Uh, so, uh, in, Andrew, let's take a quick look at the matchups because okay. the, these Nationals matchups, if Nationals were to be played today, I think it would result in some terrible matchups. Oh, yes, Match, it would. Matchups that we don't want to see at Nationals. Yeah, no, nothing nothing we want to watch. Well, number one, Robert Morris uh, would play number 16. Right now it's Davenport, but we just talked about it could be Davenport could be bumped for yeah. some team out of that uh, terrible Philadelphia league. Um, so either uh, William Patterson, George, not William Patterson since they can't even travel, but maybe a George Mason, who's brand new to Division One, hasn't even played a Division One game. Imagine them going to Nationals. <laughs> I mean, they're a Division Three team. Trust me. I mean, they are just a marginal Division Three team. Um, but then you got Navy and Towson. Um, number the other series would be uh, Adrian. Number two would take on number fifteen Calvin. Yep. Number three Liberty would take on number fourteen Missouri State from the Western Collegiate League. Which would be kind of interesting. I mean, that's actually a good little matchup. Missouri State yeah. was supposed to go to Liberty this year, but they couldn't. Yeah, uh, that'd be a that'd be a competitive little game to watch. It'd be and it would be a, a good game, Andrew, because those two teams haven't played one another. 
they haven't played each other. They they both kind of they both get a little physical, right? So that would be yep. that would be an interesting game to watch. Then you got four Lindenwood would play thirteen Maryville. They've already played this season. Yep. Uh, how about this one? Number five Minot State <laughs> would play number twelve Jamestown. It would if be, those two teams could just stay in North Dakota and play that. Yeah. And then the winner drive down. I mean, that's no, it's crazy. Number six, Canisius would play number 11, Aquinas. That's, a, I guess, an interesting matchup. Uh, um, mm. Yeah, I mean, for, for those two, I guess. Um, <laughs> Ohio, number seven, would play number 10, Iowa State. They're both out of the Central States Collegiate League. Yeah, they're they yeah they're already they've already seen each other. Yeah. So and then we have uh, number eight Lawrence Tech would take on number nine Indiana Tech. They again they play in the same conference, the WAC, yeah. the who? Yeah, yeah, the yeah the Worcester Hoosier, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, whatever it's called. So we have one, two, three, four, five of the eight matchups are matchups of teams that are in the same conference or have already played one another. You know, well, Lindawood, Maryville, yeah. Adrian Calvin are in the Great Lakes League, Ohio, Iowa State in the Central States League. Now, I don't know if they played this year, but um, uh, but uh, uh, they will. They will play upcoming in the in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they're in the same conference. Lawrence Tech and Indiana Tech, same conference. Minot State, Jamestown might as well be in the same conference. Yep, they're, they're out there together. So, and then... Hey. So just I don't know I'm 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 hoping for a little bit more movement because that would really stink to go to nationals and well I mean the only the only saving grace to this is Ohio is probably going to lose a couple games this weekend coming up and <laughs> and and move up into the rankings there a little bit further and yeah. kind of jumble this up a little bit for us so well I guess I guess yeah. so we'll we'll see now the other the other interesting part of this whole puzzle is with a field of sixteen. In theory, numbers one through four would have their first games would be cakewalks, right? Because they're going to play, you know, the the four worst teams in the field. Yeah. So well, I don't know that. In here, we don't have that. Yeah, here we don't have that. Yeah, because I know, would. Robert you know, Morris. I'm, I mean, you. We've just now been questioning Robert Morris's uh, bona fides for being number one. Well, true, true. And then if you're, you know, if you're sitting here at number three, Liberty, and you're looking at going to nationals and playing Missouri state, I would be worried about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and then you've got 13 Maryville. I mean, you know, they got, you know they what? got yeah. smoked a little earlier in the season by Lindawood. I think it was what, six to one or no, yeah. no, it was seven to one, six to nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, if you're Lindenwood and you're looking at Maryville, you know, you're not looking at a, at a, what would you say a, a killer across the way from you? But you're also looking at a team that you know if you don't show up and play, could very well jump up and bite you and and sneak out a, a game against you. you yeah, know? yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting. You know, if it does turn out to be Robert Moore's Davenport, I guarantee you, there's a lot of people rooting for Davenport, mm-hmm. knocking number one out in the first day of the you know first yeah. day of the of the event. So yeah, because right now number one is actually number two. So. <laughs> I, uh, I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep digging at you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Andrew, we got some uh, games coming up, but Missouri State is not playing, so the Western Collegiate League teams are officially done for men's Division One, at least until uh, Missouri State gets up there to nationals. Uh, Missouri uh, State has this weekend off, and then next weekend, I believe they're taking on East Texas Baptist University. Awesome. Can you get? Can you get a worse, uh, a worse university name 
by putting a direction and then a religious denomination in your name. <laughs> I mean, that's like Southern Montana Methodist University, <laughs> you know, or, or you know, uh, Northwest Utah Mormons, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just, holy smokes. Yeah, doesn't doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? No, it does not roll off the tongue at all. So, uh, <laughs> so anyways, but hey, that's next week. Um, yeah. This week, I'm, Andrew, I'm intrigued by that matchup. This week we have Ohio at Liberty. I think oh. this literally, I think this is going to be their seventh and eighth times playing this year. Uh, Midland and Iowa State will play a home and home series. So uh, one game in uh, Ames, one game in Fremont. McKendry and Maryville will play uh, a two-game series um, on uh, Friday, Saturday now. Waldorf out of the B Conference goes up to uh, St. Cloud State. Waldorf has only won two games all season long. They've lost every Division I game they've played, but they've won two when it was both against St. Cloud State. And if you remember, it's because the St. Cloud State goaltender got injured. Mm Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to follow along just to see how Waldorf does and if the St. Cloud State goaltender is uh, back from his injury. And then we have the playoffs have started or will start for the Wolver- the WAC, the WHAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. I always want to call that the Worcester Hoosier Athletic Conference, but it's the Wolverine Hoosier. So that's Indiana Tech, Lawrence Tech, uh, yeah, Aquinas, and somebody else. Lawrence Tech's going to have to come out here. You know, they've only played three games up to this point. Yeah, yeah, well, they might get three games in these playoffs. You never know. Maybe maybe they get exposed, too. Who knows? So, Andrew, you ready to do a little fact or fiction? I am, I am ready for you. Let's do this. Here we go. Fact or fiction question number one. Ohio is at liberty. Here's the question. Andrew, fact or fiction, Ohio wins at liberty. Now, are you saying a sweep or just wins one of, t- one oh, of the I'm games? I'm going to say Ohio wins a game at Liberty. Hmm. I'm going to call that a fiction because I think Liberty sweeps. Woo, look at you. All right, fiction. So Liberty sweeps. All right, here we go. Uh, Midland and uh, number two. Midland plays a home-and-home home series with Iowa State. Uh, so fact or fiction, Andrew? Midland splits with Iowa State. Fiction. Iowa State sweeps. Ooh, another sweep. All right, here we go. Side bet, Mr. Sanko. Uh, Over over, under 10 penalty minutes. Under. Under. Look at you. I'm going to call him up and I'm going to say, buddy, just (laughs) just go nutty in that last game. (laughs) Please, please, please. All right, so there's our little side bet. Number four, he is the the penalty minute leader in the ACHA. And these past, since we've been talking about it here on the podcast, Andrew. He's he's been a saint. Yeah, he's done nothing. I mean, he's he just, what, four penalty minutes in 120 minutes. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you can cuss and get more penalty minutes than that. (laughs) I know, right? He's actually playing a game. Come on. Just call call a referee a, a, a dirty something or other, and right, do something for yeah, us get, here. Get, no. get, 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 get dimed. Get a Randy Sapo. Get you know. Get yeah, a get, ten minute. Yeah, get sapoed. Get <laughs> oh boy, there's a there's a blast from the past. He'll, yeah, it is. he'll hear this and, and and he'll object. Yeah, that's all right. He, with a, he with, knows where I'm at. With a pencil drawing too. He'll send us a pencil drawing yeah, objecting. Send us a, yeah, a black and white pencil drawing. <laughs> He knows where to send it. Uh, yeah, I'll know where to use it, too. All right, here we go. Number three, Andrew. Fact or fiction, McKendry sweeps Maryville this weekend. Fact or fiction, McKendry sweeps the Saints of Maryville. Both games at Maryville. 
fiction. It's going to be a split. Ooh, a split. All right. I like it. All right. Um, here we go, Andrew. Number four, Factor Fiction. Robert Morris University will be number one in the rankings this time next week. Fiction. <laughs> now, fiction. Robert, Robert Morris plays Mercyhurst this week. That'll be their fourth oh, no, game. No. Oh, no. Not a chance. I'm going fiction. Fiction. And my basis of going fiction yeah. is yeah. Ohio. They're going to be the new number one next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Andrew, you're sending me over the edge, buddy. Oh, my God. I just I swallowed a frog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ohio's going to be the new number one. <laughs> Too much. No, you know, thank God nobody listens to this. <laughs> I know, right? We, All right. Getting phone calls left and right. Oh, boy. All right. And in the fifth one, Andrew, it's uh, this is the um, it's March. It's March Madness time. The NCAA basketball tournament's getting ready to get started tomorrow night on Thursday. It's getting uh, it's it's getting a late start. It usually starts on Tuesday night with the first few games. So here we go, Andrew. Fact or fiction, you will be glued to the television this weekend watching March Madness. Fiction. What is March Madness? <laughs> well, right now, it's anybody that listens to this podcast. That's but, right. <laughs> well, so you went all fiction. This is an all fiction podcast. Uh, I was wondering if you're going to pick up on my theme there. Yeah, yeah. So is this another read awareness um, type, of a, type of a thing that you're <laughs> pulling up? You're focusing yeah, so- on fiction and... And not nonfiction? Yeah, something like that, yeah. All right. You don't, so you really don't pay attention to March Madness at all, the, the basketball series? Not, not at all. Wow, okay. All right. Not I, at all. I think it's kind of fun, especially the, the fact, and see, Andrew, this is just me. Maybe it's because you get to watch TV all the time at work. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, that's not a very, it's not special anymore because you do it all the time. Whereas <laughs> yeah. I, you know, most of us have to work and we have to, you know, we don't get to watch TV while we work. So, uh, oh, come but, on. but March Madness comes on, basketball starts at like 10 in the morning and it goes until like midnight. It's great. It's fun stuff. No. Upsets no. galore. No, you... You have forgotten that I have stopped by your office during working hours, haven't you? <laughs> there's, not, I, there's not a TV in my office. Well, it's because you got your computer running running <laughs> stuff off your computer. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh what, yeah. a, what, a, what a transition, Andrew. We're going to talk about our gritches. And what a transition. I have, a, I, have, I have my number one gritch, and it has to do with my computer. Well, I, I have a gritch for you, too. Oh, geez. Well, let's get to yours first. Oh no! You can go with your computer first. My, I'm Andrew. I updated my computer. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm. I just one of one of my little peccadillos, I guess, is that I like to. Oh, how about that? That's my stupid computer talking to us right now, and I hate it <laughs> that I had it turned on, and then that it showed this. In that that sound, the fact that that sound happens, Andrew, annoys the ever-loving heck out of me. <laughs> but my my computer updated one of my peccadillos is i i make sure i like to make sure all my software programs are up to date so i usually check them like once a day and it's just easy click and boom and and it's done and it's kind of like you know i'm steve martin and the jerk the new phone book is here the new phone book is here oh hey the new apple software update is here cans they hate these cans (laughs) (laughs) so anyways um i updated uh windows and then i went to go print something and i got the blue screen of death 
And uh, I thought nothing of it. Okay, I mean, it happens, right? So I uh, I re- rebooted and I went to go print the thing. Of, again, it was a work thing, not a not a hockey thing. And I got the blue screen again. And Andrew, that was on Thursday. Thursday at I don't know. Let's call it noonish, oneish. And for the next twenty four to forty eight hours. It was nothing but nonstop H-E double hockey sticks for me <laughs> in my computer because I had to, uh, I had to reinstall. I, people tried to get me to restart and to uninstall the update and to do this and to do that. I was on the phone with the um, gurus from, from Dell and from Microsoft, the, uh, the, the idiots that sent out this update. Apparently, the update only affects people who use Kyocera printers. Well, I've got a Kyocera printer from like the Flintstones age. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I can't even print from my telephone to this printer. It's so old. It has to go through a hardwire cable. And um, sure enough, I, I, I was one of the lucky ones that this update just crashed my entire system. I had to reinstall Windows. And um, in, in doing so, I lost most everything. Um, well, I lost a lot of data. How about that? I had a lot of it backed up, uh, but you know, I didn't have it. The, the backup wasn't totally up to date. So I must, yeah. might've lost, I think a week or two of, of stuff, uh, but I had to reinstall things and it's just, it just a pain in the patootie. It was just so annoying. So even, even the software that we use for this podcast had to reinstall and thank God we had saved, uh, the introduction from Ben on a different place, yes. Um, because otherwise it would be back to you know hearing poison or uh, ghost or you know some of the other uh, you yeah, know some of the other great stuff we have. Yeah, some of the other great stuff that we have, but it's not nearly as great as uh, Ben Buckland, you know, giving us the ladies and gentlemen. Here's Chris and Andrew. Blah blah blah. Yep. 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 So, anyways. My computer. Yes, I love my computer, and yeah, occasionally I'll turn it on to. You know, I'll use it as a television, but, um, <laughs> oh, I wanted to use it as a brick and throw it out my window these past <laughs> few right. days. Oh my goodness. All right. So what's your glitch? Give me, give me well, one of your glitches. So I, so I'm surfing, uh, surfing social media waves the, today and I, and I see this wonderful, wonderful job offer come across the, the Facebook thread. Oh God. And I'm like, this is perfect. You know, this, <laughs> you're such this, a jerk. This fits me to a T, you know? <laughs> so I click on it. it. You know, it's got a great little button says, has a great little tag that, you know, describing the job and what they're looking for has this marvelous picture on it and says apply now. And I couldn't help myself. You know, I just, I was drawn to it like a moth to the flame. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I click apply now and I load my, um, resume and my cover letter and everything about me and all this and you know i let them know that i have solid transportation i can be there every day the whole nine yards your mom's not sub- driving you to work nope nope yeah. not anymore and yeah. i i hit i hit submit and i'll be damned if that if it didn't come back and say that my email was undeliverable to the email address so i go in i check it i look at it make sure everything's good do it again and it comes back undeliverable Come to find out, my email has been blocked by the person that I was applying with. <laughs> so, that's that's my gritch. If you don't want all applicants, don't throw it out there. 
you're a jerk. <laughs> on Facebook, my office is looking for a new assistant, and I put it up there on Facebook, and apparently uh, Andrew um, <laughs> he couldn't apply. So, did you really try and it didn't work? No, I, 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 if I hadn't been busy today, I would have totally <laughs> filled out your application and sent it in. <laughs> I need, I needled. We, we have, we have a great staff at our office, but you know, sometimes they forget that it's, uh, that it's our law office, my wife and mine and, uh, not theirs. And so, uh, I put a little needle in the description there. You know, if you take pride in your work and, uh, you know, if you're if you enjoy you know working in a busy but relaxed uh, law office, and if you're bilingual, uh, Spanish English, uh, you know, feel free to apply. So, yeah, hey, if anybody out there in the podcast world is listening, and you're in the Oklahoma City area, and you're uh, you're bilingual, and you're interested in uh, getting into the immigration law business, uh, give us a jingle. So, <laughs> way to, way to go, yeah. Andrew. You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I, I, I got some. I try. I got something for you. Are you ready? Oh boy, what do you got? Yeah, hold on. You know who these people are. I do. I do. Oh yeah, Andrew. I got a. This was my positive for the week. Those, the the those. boy the boys of Steel Panther. Those guys are killer. The boys of Steel Panther, the one of the lost remnants of the 1980s, came out with a tribute, a little tribute EP or a tribute single, if you will, to the late great Eddie Van Halen. And so they covered uh, "Beautiful Girls" and that song that we just heard the intro to, "DOA," "Dead or Alive," and it is uh, holy smokes! It is like four yeah. minutes and one second of just incredible awesomeness. All of a sudden, yeah. I'm transported back to the 1980s and the days of Aquanet. And oh, yeah. spandex and lace, and that's just the guys. That's you know? just the, guys. <laughs> you know, that's right. the girls are wearing leather and heels, and <laughs> yep. you know sometimes yep. the guys are wearing more makeup than the girls. So, uh, oh my gosh, when I saw yeah. when I saw Steel Panther cranking out a little VH, I was like, yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm glad you could provide a uh, accurate description for the people asking for descriptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you you did not disappoint. Yeah, now if only if only we had pictures, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's not rated for Facebook those pictures, <laughs> or for the podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have any hair now, but we might have had a lot of hair back then. So, uh, great, 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 great times. So I I really enjoyed that, and unfortunately, Steel Panther was not on the Grammys. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you and I listen to is not on the Grammys. Can't imagine so. why. Can't imagine yeah, why. Neither can, yeah, neither can I. Andrew, you know what I did? I was so upset with uh, with with the new rankings um, and with uh, Lindenwood losing to Ohio and uh, basically Ohio screwing up the rankings for all of us. <laughs> I went out in my I went out in my backyard with a chainsaw and I just went to town. Oh boy! Holy smokes! For for a lot of uh, America knows what down here in the plains we had a. A uh, an ice storm back in the uh, what is it early October I think it was, yep. And um, so I I already took full advantage of clean. Well, I'm not going to say my front yard is clean, but I got rid of all the down limbs. I mean I have trees all over my my uh, property here. It's not I'd say property near the little lot where my house is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I cleaned up the front, and you know the people came and took all that, but and then I left the back 
the mess that it is. And, oh, boy, I'm back there now cleaning up. And, boy, the chainsaw got a heavy-duty workout over the weekend. Did it? Yeah, oh, it did. And so, finally, uh, in fact, I have the little frontage area that I have here in for my house was lined. It looked like I had a barricade from Les Mis in, <laughs> in front of my house because it was lined from the from from the point on the west all the way to the point on the east to where my neighbor's yard started up and i had it maybe about three feet tall just full of uh, downed limbs and uh, stuff to take away i had a couple of barrels full of uh, extra branches and uh, the poor sons of guns from the uh, city of norman uh, uh, yard waste collection whatever you want to call them normally they just drive by my house and snicker. Uh, but today they got to spend about a half hour in front of it because I, yeah. I, they had to take down that, that barricade. And uh, li- little do they know, there's about four more weeks full of barricades coming. So the joke's nice. on them. <laughs> nice. Joke is on them. But nice. that, that little chainsaw, I'm telling you what, I'm going to, this is, this is me. Um, I know that we're supposed to embrace, uh, we live here in the, in the American Southwest. We're supposed to embrace fossil fuels and all that kind of jazz, yeah. but I am 100% a proponent of whatever it is that the brand ego sells in terms of power mowers and chainsaws and, yeah. you know, man, they, their batteries are just, it's, I have a battery powered lawnmower and I have a battery powered chainsaw and, uh, could not be happier. And there so, yeah, now, uh. So, yeah, just getting to work, having a lot of fun. It's getting to yeah. be uh, that time of the year. Spring cleanup is here. Oh, Lord. Yes, I have already, I've already been at it. I spent my Saturday. My, my lovely wife talked me into uh, redoing the flower beds out front. So I, I, I slung about 2,000 pounds of rocks Saturday afternoon building flower bed borders and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I was right there with you. And then she made you go to a shower, huh? On Sunday, yeah, couldn't couldn't walk or move because my back and legs hurt so bad. But yeah, I I was drugged to a shower on Sunday. Well, we know who wears the pants in that family, that's for sure. Well, you know what I did after out. I chainsawed? <laughs> yeah, I, I told my wife to get me a beer, damn it, and bring it to me uh, outside yeah. the backyard. I bet you did. Uh huh. I absolutely did. That that beer probably came flying at you at about ten miles an hour, didn't it? <laughs> it was, well, her fastball is a little bit harder than ten miles an hour. Come on, give her credit. <laughs> it might have been in cool forty five, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it it got to me. It got uh, to me. quickly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right, Andrew. Hey, uh, anything else that we? Any other glitches or concerns that we need to nope, worry about? I- I think we, uh, I think we beat this dead horse up here. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I think what we're going to do, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get our good friend from Missouri state on here, Ryan Armstrong, the general manager from Missouri state. We'll get him on here pretty soon oh, and, uh, we'll have him re kind of give us a little recap of the season so far and what they've gone through and, uh, you know, where they, where they expect to, uh, to be. So, uh, you know, what, what's to look forward to with their games, their upcoming games against East Texas Baptist. They're the ETBU Tigers. Oh, that rolls off your, I'm telling you rolls what, rolls off your tongue there. Yeah. That sounds like a Jeopardy question. You know, can you, what, or, or a Scrabble thing, ETBU. That's like the, uh, last, the, 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 now all you need is a Q and an X in there. And I think you win Scrabble. <laughs> That's right. Jeez. Well, we'll get Ryan Armstrong on here, and we'll talk a little bit of uh, ACHA hockey in Missouri State. And uh, he actually, he still works as linesman every now and then. So I know he got really? on the ice recently to do some Div- uh, Division Three games. 
Very nice. Very yeah. nice. And then, uh, so he, yeah, he, so he's a real hockey guy. He is a real hockey guy. Unlike you and I. Awesome. awesome. We're just jokers. Yeah. Well, so people knew that already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, so let's, let's do this, Andrew. We'll, uh, Oh, Hey, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff next week. I'm going to talk about the, uh, spectator policy at nationals cause it's out and yep. it's kind of interesting. It is um, interesting. let's talk about the COVID testing that's out, uh, or at least the COVID testing protocol for nationals. Uh, that could be kind of interesting. And then, um, yeah, we, we've only got two weeks of games left to go, uh, that count until mm-hmm. nationals two weeks for Robert Morris to find a way to fall out of the number one spot. Well, that won't be hard, I don't think. Well, hey, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> so, all righty. Hey, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, WCHL Pod. The Western Collegiate Hockey League is online at westernchl.com. It's also on Twitter at westernchl. Andrew's on Twitter at Stickford AM. That's S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. Hit him up. He follows all sorts of neat stuff. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at CJP and OKLA that's CJP and OKLA hit me up. I don't follow any neat stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways, it should be kind of, uh, kind of an interesting couple of weeks here. Uh, coming, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We should be done. We should be in Boston right now. Uh, done, but, uh, instead we are, uh, a month still, away. Still sitting here waiting, still sitting here waiting, but it's coming up soon. So, uh, Andrew, let's uh, let's get us out of here. What do you say? Uh, that sounds like a deal to me. Hey, everybody. The, uh, tell all your friends and family to get out there and apply for that assistance job at Perry's Law Office. Take care of each other. Be safe. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you.